0: Hey everybody, Sound of Sanity right around the riverbend, but first, go to patreon.com forward slash soundofsanity and support us. For a minimal amount of
1: money, you can have access to all of our skits, to bonus skits that you won't hear anywhere else. And for a large amount of money, you can also have access to all our skits and cool stuff that you can't hear anywhere else. I
2: couldn't have said
0: it better myself,
2: Ben. We have to buy somebody an honorary she manologian pen.
0: Yes, a very special someone. Speaking of a special someone, people should go back and listen to our episode, episode 54, Someone Special, in order to catch up on the happenings and doings in Sanityville, because next week there are going to be some more happenings and doings. I'll just give people the title. It's called A Sanityville Horror, colon, A Chip Off the Old Block. True story. It may or may not contain the words i'll kill him that does contain those words i'm excited for this tune in for that next week but this week on with the show you are now listening to the sound of sanity the sound will continue for the duration of the program Welcome to the Sound of Sanity, another spooky Halloween episode today. And we've got, of course, our Inja fear, Benjamin Soul,
1: sir. It's me, I'm Fear. You're Fear, yep. Fear.
0: And Jake killer the pastor. Yeah. How are you doing, Jake? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm um, fantastic. A happy Halloween season to you, sir. slash tick. slash tick is what <laughs> you should like have said. You, yeah. Yep for a a wonderful Hollis scream. Now today, guys, let's get right to it. This episode is entitled Hell Houses and Hallelujah Nights. We're going to be talking about some of the interesting ways that people approach Halloween, in particular, hell houses.
2: Yeah, and hallelujah nights. And
0: hallelujah nights. So these kind of represent two extremes, though, of the way that Christians can approach Halloween. The one is to just totally turn it into a... Happy christian Christiany Halloween! and Everybody dresses your favorite
2: Bible. We're gonna have Halloween night at church, and you dress as your favorite Bible character, and you mm-hmm. come and you bob for apples, and you get candy, and no ghosts or anything allowed. And what about it's all safe? And
0: what if my favorite biblical character is the Garrison demoniac?
2: That would be one way—a clever, a clever kid way to. Would, uh, get around the
0: get around that is exactly like the kind of thing i would have done In fact, i used to do it all the time i went to a christian school and i would draw oh draw a picture of your favorite story okay here's something from judges where the guy's guts are it's from the bible teacher so there's hallelujah nights i don't know they're almost posited as an alternative to halloween look i don't have a problem if a church wants to i don't know jake what do you think about hallelujah nights
2: there's no reason why a church couldn't have a nice fun family friendly alternative to going out trick or treating or lots of things that you can you don't want to expose your kids to that's fine i also think it's a really great excuse for churches to sort of encourage the families of their churches to not engage with their neighbors not engage in their neighborhoods you're saying a
0: hallelujah night can be a way of avoiding actually yeah. loving your neighbor just loving the,
2: lo- one of the only times of the year your where you're supposed and- to you're
0: supposed to knock on their door. You're supposed to ring the doorbell. Yeah, you're where everybody's
2: to, sort of out and it's a community event. Little pagans will come and That's the one time where I'm going to, yeah, when that happens, I'm going to be sure that I'm going to be miles away at my church and I've got a vacant house and I don't have to interact with all those nasty people. And there are a lot of people that use that kind of thing that way, which isn't to say that it's always bad or anything it like that. It depends a lot it's on the church, say,
0: on the community, on what they're dealing with, blah, 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 blah. All
2: blah. kinds of factors. But, I mean, man, if, this is, if the reason you're doing this is to avoid just lo- loving your neighbor
0: And if you're doing this, okay. There's things to be quote-unquote scared of about Halloween, things that are bad about it. But if you're, you know, if if you just simply refuse to engage with the world and love your neighbors, then that's dumb.
2: Our church is situated in a place where there's one small neighborhood across the street, and then there are trailer parks back tucked away back behind us. Right. If our church put on a community event that was big and nice and fun on Halloween, that provided more for that neighborhood right there and the trailer park kids then what's naturally afforded them just in terms of like trick or treating or whatever that could that, be really great that could be really awesome and really great if our church put on a really lame unadvertised it's our thing. That was not motivated, truck or treat night, that was not motivated to, to you know, connect with the neighbor, surrounding neighborhoods or be a service, a, provide a community service to the surrounding neighborhoods.
0: It was just a way for our little church kids to avoid having to mingle with them.
2: Yeah, but it was just a way for that. That would be bad.
0: I name mean at best, wicked at worst. Yeah. So
2: that's Hallelujah
0: Nights. That's the potential problem. We're not condemning, if your church has a Hallelujah Night, we're not necessarily, but that's one extreme. Other extreme... Hell houses. Now let's talk a little bit about hell houses. Jake, what is a hell house?
2: Hell house is the Christian alternative to haunted house. Right. Where instead of going through a haunted house and being scared by actors pretending to that they're going to kill you or, you know, or you you see scary scenes. Ghosts whatever, or ghosts people with t- or,
0: chainsaws. Or yeah. Murderers, whatever.
2: You see scenes that are meant to scare you into the arms of God. Yes. Well,
0: let's learn a little bit more about Hell Houses. Ben, you want to learn a little bit more about Hell Houses? I do, Nathan. All right. Well, you're in luck, my friend, because we are about to go to one of the all-time most beloved segments on this show that we do hell house facts
2: hell house facts <laughs> it's kind of like schoolhouse rock or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit like schoolhouse rock right. <laughs> hey
0: welcome to hell house facts everybody let's talk about hell houses jake where do you suppose the earliest hell house occurred in Cedar Hill, Texas, Nathan. Cedar Hill, Texas, that's absolutely right, but they were actually popularized by our good friend Jerry Falwell in the 1970s, if you can imagine that.
2: Yeah, popularized by Jerry Falwell in the 1970s and really made accessible in 1992 when Kenan Roberts of Abundant Life Church in Arvada, Colorado started selling Hell House outreach kits. He had a 263-page manual advising how to pull off a Hell House.
1: Yeah, the manual is full of useful details, like, put meat in a glass bowl so it will look like an aborted baby. He told the Denver Post at that time that abortion, adultery, homosexuality, drinking can send a lot of young people to hell, and that he wanted to get that message out with hellhouses.
0: Yeah, so if, if you're familiar with, I don't know how many of our listeners have been to a hellhouse or are familiar with hellhouses, with, with, with hell but they will show scenes of satanic sacrifices, well, obviously people in hell, of late-term, really blood, bloody abortions of gays and lesbians being tormented, of, you know, you'll see a little vignette of a guy with his battle-axe of a wife, and then he'll be flirting with his secretary, and then something awful will happen to them. And some of them will do things with nine eleven, with Columbine, when Columbine was a little bit more in the public consciousness. Any kind of school-shooter-type school scenario. Shoot, with school-shooter, with, they really play with, oh, what would you call it, with these scare tactics and that concludes <laughs> <laughs> hell house facts <sighs> boy so that's a hell house I, I myself have not been to a hell house i've been on some haunted hay rides in my time well what about you guys you have any experience with hell houses the southern baptist
2: church that i sort of came out of had A Judgment House, Uh which is a slightly more sophisticated take on a hell house. It wasn't like playing with any of this gore or stuff like that. You'd follow a couple of characters and there'd be a car crash or something. And one of them would go to heaven and one would go to hell.
1: I think I've actually been to one of those as well. It's a very vague memory. I remember better uh, this play called The Book that a, a, a really large Baptist church back in town where I grew up, put on it's not you're not walking around you're, you're watching people on a stage, but things happen some people decide for Jesus some people decide against him There's an abortionist character a doctor who performs abortion and they all go to a final judgment and some of them Are cast into hell and the demons cackle and some of them go to heaven and you know You get very emotional re- reactions from the audience I remember one woman screaming out the name of Jesus in a way that was kind of freaky and off-putting at the end of the play they like just a, a random audience member. Yeah, it, as though she she were she were very effective affected but it, but it was it was such a weird way to call out the name of the Lord. Who knows what to make of that kind of thing?
0: Yeah, I haven't been to a hell house, but I grew up in a charismatic-y circle. And the thing that I remember, I think I mentioned this maybe on last year's Sunday Mac Mach 1 Halloween episodes is the Chick Tracks, which were these little comic books that my yeah. dad had. And he would give them out and he would leave them in public bathrooms and leave them in places where people could find them or just give them to strangers. And they were very much this sort of thing where they would always start with, Billy, you should be a Christian. Ah, that's not for me pops. And then Billy would get in a car crash and then we'd see the demons or, or we'd see, you know, Billy, you know, Billy's friends would be like, you don't need to be a Christian. And then you would find out that they were Satanists. So it was really played on your appetite. I think maybe in an unhealthy way, played on my appetite for the gruesome, gory, scary, spooky two-thirds of these little tracks were all terrible things happening to terrible people and hell and monsters and demons and abortions and everything else. And then there'd be a little gospel message in all these tracks and they spent some time developing it. But far and away, the memorable, if anyone remembers in our audience or has had experience with chick tracks and things like that, what they're playing with is all the spooky, demonic, gory stuff. So I'm very familiar with Christian scare scare tactics. Before we go any farther, though, I just think we should always, I always think we should get an outside opinion. Don't you guys agree? Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. So let's go ahead and go to, because obviously we've all got varying levels of testosterone in this room, Mm -hmm. but and we're scared of various things and not scared, but let's maybe hear from the most manly testosterone-fueled individuals in the town of Sanityville. Alright. The Hemanologians. Uh hey everybody. We're the he-manologians I'm AJ. This is BJ. Booyah. And this is CJ.
3: BJ's a ghost for Halloween. That's why he says Booyah. Shut up, CJ. <laughs> I'm a human being. Uh have you killed any Pac-Mans lately, Mr. Ghost? Shut up. I hate you. Guys. It
0: is Halloween season, so today, let's talk about some scary stuff.
3: Yeah, like uh, how I can do a scary amount of reps when I deadlift. <laughs> get it, guys? Deadlift? <laughs> deadlift?
0: <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it either. Booyah! I will say, sometimes I get scared of how big my biceps are. Yeah,
3: and uh, sometimes I get scared of like how much my smoking hot wife is attracted to me. Well, sometimes I get scared when I'm lying in bed in the dark all alone with my guilty conscience. B.J.'s a loser. Uh, The only thing I've ever lost is the uh, money, uh, self-respect, my grandma's burial, and... uh, ah! What's the matter, B.J.? Can't think of anything witty. No, I can't! (laughs) B.J.'s so dumb. I will literally punch you harder than I punched the ocean that time... The Yakuza tied me up in a sack and threw me in. (laughs) Maybe instead of Pac-Man, we should call BJ Sack Man. (laughs) Booyah! One time, I went on
0: this awesome water slide that was, like, actually a 200-foot waterfall that ended on sharp rocks at the bottom. I was, like, so bored. Wow, AJ, that sounds like a real
3: yawn fest. You know, when I yawn, I scare people with my manly, gaping maw. Once, when I yawned, I made BJ start crying like a dumb little girl with a lollipop. Shut up, CJ, you're the one who's gonna be afraid when I jump out from under your bed in the middle of the night, in my cave troll mask, and, uh, stop you with a knife.
0: Hey, BJ, did not you think that's going a little far? I mean, why do you need a cave troll mask?
3: Booyah! Seriously, BJ, besides, I sleep on the couch, not the bed. Everyone knows that, because <laughs> my smoking hot wife is, like, scared of how hot I am. Maybe she's scared because she heard you're a big meaty pants, CJ. More like, uh, big genie pants, because I'm wearing jeans. Oh, I thought you meant because you're a genie. Well. Maybe I am a genie. Shut up, CJ! You're not a genie! You don't even live in a
0: lamp! Hey guys, what costumes are you going to wear for trick-or-treating this year?
3: I'm totally just going to wear, like, the costume of myself, because everyone cowers in fear before me naturally.
0: Yeah, that happens to me too, like, all the time. I kind of want to dress up as a terrifying werewolf or something so people will chill out a little bit, you know? How about you, BJ?
3: Well, sometimes when I dress up for Halloween, I feel like the ocean of darkness turning inside of me manifests itself. In the costume I wear. It's really
0: weird. So, BJ says he has a guilty conscience, says there's an ocean of darkness churning inside of him, and that he's going to stab CJ with a knife. Let's do the math here. Uh,
3: what is math doing here, anyway? That's my calculus workbook. I'm taking calculus at community college. What a nerd. <laughs> yeah, hey, nerd. How you doing, nerd? <laughs> By the way, BJ, you didn't even integrate your exponential functions there. <laughs> That's because I'm using you substitution.
0: <laughs> those manologians, they are as manly as they come so helpful so helpful all right guys what do we think about hell houses
2: there are a lot of ways for christians to make things inane and super spiritual and dumb and hell houses generally speaking are one of those ways
1: yeah it taps right into people's appetite for the lurid i mean just want to see something gross and and freaky without actually having the fear of god put in you then it's a way you can get your kicks well there we go i guess problem solved thanks for the... oh boy
0: why does this always happen that's the d double a if anyone doesn't know that's the devil's advocacy alarm which just went off And that means that someone needs to argue for the opposite. Someone needs to play the devil's advocate and argue for the opposite of what we've been arguing. So, so far, we've been kind of making two points. We've got these two kind of extremes of how Christians can deal with Halloween. On the one, you got the Hallelujah Nights, which is a way of, at worst, closeting yourself and getting away from all the pagans. And then you have Hell Houses, which is a way of attracting pagans maybe, but using a morbid appetite that they and have. And
2: they both have a spectrum of being able to be done pretty well or pretty poorly. Yeah.
0: I think it's harder to do the hell houses well. I don't know that I've ever seen something like that. I'm just going to put my cards on the table here. I don't know that I've ever seen something like that, that I've really been happy with. Yeah, But the devil's going to argue that neither one of those things is bad, I guess. And Jake, I'm going to appoint you the devil. So okay, argue away
2: first thing I want to come at is the idea that what we're really doing with this show is taking every well-meaning Christian out there who's trying to take advantage of the season that we're in for Jesus, and we're just going to call them all stupid. That's what you're accusing us of, yeah, Mr. That's, Devil? Yeah, that's what I think this episode basically does. There are all kinds of well-meaning Christians out there thinking, man, okay, it's Halloween season. How can we use this fun season and this communal season and take advantage of it for the gospel. Some churches have hell houses and some have hallelujah nights, but they're all thinking the same thing, which is we want to take advantage of this this season. And so we have simple, well-meaning people and humble, well-meaning people, and we're just going to come on our show and say, well, those people are all stupid. I think what we're actually trying to do is call those people to have some discernment. The problem is that Every time you call people to discernment, all you ever say is, well, this is stupid and that's stupid, and it doesn't conform to my ideal of what's perfect, and it, all it leaves people with is nothing.
1: Actually, explicitly, you said earlier before you were devil's advocating that, that there's a good way to do how Nights, potentially. You just, you, you open it to the community.
2: But you also basically cop the attitude that they're still kind of lame and dumb and would be better off... Christians would be better off in their neighborhoods, loving their neighbors. And yes. you also focused on the hell houses and roundly condemned those and didn't really give them much space to be okay in any way, shape or form. Are you saying? In that- the time of year when people are playing with devils and demons, they're put on by people who actually believe in hell and believe that hell's a real thing and well. are rubbing your face in it.
1: Are you saying that we're not taking hell seriously enough for something in our criticism? I'm saying at
2: least these people are... I'm not saying you're not taking hell seriously enough in your criticism. I may be saying you're not taking hell seriously at all. These people do. Why can't you use a hell house? Hell is actually a real place and is meant to scare people. Jesus talks about hell in order to scare people. Are you against using storytelling to confront people with judgment? Because that seems to be kind of like, you know, what this show does and what Jesus did. You've got a caricature in your mind, a straw man that you're setting up and tearing down.
1: You mean like all the real Hill Houses that we're talking about? That That use Columbine and and 9-11. a caricature? I mean, they're
2: there. You've read about the ones that are in the news. And of course, the ones that are in the news are going to be the ones that are the worst. Why can't there be all kinds of good versions of this.
1: Why can't you do the good version of it? What did you do last year? I think I was at home giving out candy to kids.
2: Oh, and since you were so spiritual and noble, you know, you were talking to them about heaven and hell, right? Because you really want to talk to them about heaven and hell.
1: No, I can't say that I did talk to them about heaven and hell.
2: Okay, look, so back off these people for trying. That's all I'm saying. Really sounds like all you really want is space to just be a rampant materialist who enjoys Halloween for what it is and doesn't give any thought to loving anybody actually
0: i'm gonna give the devil his point here ben because i don't remember if i did anything for halloween last year if i don't think it was much i may have had to work that night i don't remember jake we'll give you your point maybe we'll go to a break though first and we will come right back and talk about this some more <laughs>
4: See the uh, fog machine filled up, pumpkins ready to carve, this is gonna be some Halloween party, Yeehaw! Yes sir, everything today is coming up, Lance. Hey Chip, uh, did you put the candy cord in the, whoa, ah! What's wrong
5: there, Lance? Chip, is that is that your rabbit possum in the middle of my living room? Don't be silly, Lance. That's my buddy Sparky's rabbit possum. Chip, just how many rabbit possums do you have access to? That's a difficult question and no mistake, Lance. Sparky claims that old pink eye is his since I didn't get him nothing for his birthday last year, but Sparky's already got the two I found in the dumpster when I was- Chip, let me rephrase the question in another way for you. What's a rabbit possum doing in my living room? You know, Lance, now that you put it that way, it strikes me that that's not an unfair question. It's not
4: an unfair question why you brought a dangerous
5: disease ridden animal to a room that my children might walk into at any moment. It's not unfair. Well, shucks, Lance, I thought you'd like it. You said you wanted help making the house as scary as possible for your Halloween party tonight. Ain't nothing scarier than a rabid possum. Unless, of course, it's those tarantulas I put on the bookshelf behind you. The what, the what you, chip, chip, get those saying things out of my house. Well, you gotta admit at least one person was scared, Lance. You. Chip, I told you. I'm I'm arachnophobic. Well, nobody likes arachnids, Lance, not since the Gulf war at least. But we still got to treat them like human beings, don't we? No, Chip, arachnophobic. It means I can't uh, I can't hide those things on the shelf behind you. Encyclopedias? No, Chip. Oh, the tarantulas. Yes, the tarantulas. Get them out of here. True sure thing, Lance. But first, I better find Old Slithers. I think he went into the bathroom. Uh, Chip, did did you say Old Slithers? Uh, Pray tell, what exactly kind of animal is Old Slithers? Well, given how you're reacting so far, maybe it's better I don't say, Lance. Chip, exactly what kind of animal is Old Slithers? Isn't it obvious, Lance? He's a poodle. Well, what, what exactly is scary about a poodle, Chip? Three words, Lance. Blood everywhere bad dog.
4: Chip, how many horrifying deadly creatures have you brought into my house?
5: Well, them's all, Lance. Except, and of course, Fifi, my cobra. You what? Chip! Well, I'm sorry, Lance. You said you wanted to make your house as scary as possible for Halloween. Not that kind of
4: scary, Chip. Fun scary. Fun scary for kids scary. Well, what is
5: fun scary for kids, Lance?
4: Chip, you know witches and seances
5: and demonic possession. Undead maggot strewn corpses. Lance, you know you're my best friend and all, but you got an odd notion of fun. What well, Chip, that's just what some folks think is fun for Halloween. Who are these folks, Lance? Serial killers? No, Chip. Draculas? No, Chip. I reckon we've been buddies for a long time, Lance. You can tell me if you know any Draculas. Okay, Chip, first you tell me something. What's that, Lance? Is uh, is there a tra- tarantula crawling across my foot? I can't bear to look. No, sorry, Bob, Lance. Oh,
3: Okay. Oh, good, okay,
5: good. That's one of my camel spiders. I forgot about them. Ah! ah! Peek-eye, calm ah! down. Oh, Chip! Ah! Calm down, Pink eye Chip, oh, get off me, get off. It's gonna be all right. Oh, I Don't think he's up my hand, on all hand. Leggy. Oh, all right, chip. Mr. Leggy. Get it all away from when me. Where you get away from chip. that pumpkin? Ah! Uh, get it! Lance, I think this is gonna be the best party ever.
0: And we're back. So the devil basically said, Hallelujah nights as bad as they can be at their worst. is as bad as they can be at their worst. Their way of doing it, their way of loving their community is better than our way of not. And also, these things don't have to be the worst bad, stereotype. Yeah what how do we want to? so that's the devil's advocacy argument how do we want to respond to the devil
2: well first i want to give the devil that they don't have to be as bad as the characters or stereotypes or strawmen. Mm-hmm. men yes sure and they actually can probably be done in decent solid constructive ways not yeah. that we've seen it
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've not seen a lot of evidence yeah. that that's generally what's done i mean the whole idea okay Hall the unites I already said I'm not that uncomfortable with them they can they can be insular they can be stupid in the ways that we described but whatever they can be they can also be just fine hell houses I'm a little bit less comfortable with the entire idea conceptually because it's a if it is in any way shape or form portraying heaven or hell it's taking these really big realities of life and there just feels something kind of cheap if not borderline blasphemous about having actors in your little local pageant. I mean, even if you've got the coolest special effect, even if you're Steven Spielberg and you've got a hundred million dollars to make a movie, it's still cheap. I mean, here you are Mm -hmm. dealing with the judgments of God almighty. You think you can begin to even get at that? I mean, there's a reason the Bible came to us in book form and not movie form. There's a reason that God forbids us from making idols i mean there are things that we just simply aren't meant to ponder too much or to portray too concretely because they're beyond us now am i saying that i don't like paradise lost because it deals with well maybe i don't know in other words i'm not going to draw any hard lines here i frankly don't know what those hard lines would be but people you want to be awfully careful with this stuff
2: Yeah, and a large majority of these hellhouses, they're not about um, even helping people to fear the right things. They're about making people fear the devil, making people fear demons, making people fear
1: anything but actually God himself. These vignettes capture like a horror movie kind of shock like and that's and that's kind of the thrill that people get from them but they're mm-hmm. not getting the impact of their guilt before god
0: right and then more directly when they do portray hell it's always with demons maybe not maybe not 100% but it seems like it's usually with devils and demons and what in other words what you really have to be scared of is the devil mm-hmm. the thing that you're trying to avoid is you really really want to be with god cuz he's nice you really really don't want to be with satan because he's mean
2: the scriptures teach us that god's to be feared and that hell is the wrath unabated wrath of god do uh, not fear
0: the one that can destroy the body fear the one that can throw the body and the soul into, into hell. The hell that's not talking about satan that's right
1: well so now i'm kind of interested in what jake was arguing a minute ago that okay there, there's there's a way that we can do this do you think there's actually a way like our church could put on a quote unquote hell house or a judgment house? But yeah, first I wouldn't
2: want to call it a hell house. I want to call it a judgment house, right. and then judgment I'd house. tell a story about people who died one way or another. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't show hell, and we wouldn't show heaven.
0: And I don't. We wouldn't show Saint Peter's waiting room either. We I wouldn't mean, show a judgment scene. I don't think we'd go beyond. I don't think we would probably we could we could figure. If this there out.
2: were a judgment scene, it would be a person alone in a room, and scripture being read. Mm-hmm. Something like that.
0: Well, and even then, I wouldn't have an actor play the ro- I wouldn't have an actor say, depart from me, I never knew you, because that's somebody playing God, which seems to me to be a violation of.
2: Yeah, you could actually have a narrator do it, though, or right. a, a, your guide.
0: Now, that sounds like something I wouldn't want to do personally because it just sounds pretty lame. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't have a moral problem with it. I do have an artistic problem with it, which is that that sounds like I, could, I, 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 I will grant you that hypothetically someone could do a good job, but why bother? It sounds stupid.
1: Why not just spend more time talking to people about Jesus? Yeah, why not hand one, out candy and actually to
0: talk to people on a personal level? And
2: We wrote a, a Halloween story for Son of Sanity that's going to air, what, next week? We did. So we've got a dramatized story.
1: Yeah, we do drama mm-hmm. all the time. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, but this drama is not like the Judgment House story we just described. You don't. It doesn't follow that simple.
2: If, if we were told, the three of us in this room, put on some kind of great big theatrical... Halloween extravaganza. Walk, Halloween that, extravaganza where we're walking people through scenes. Yeah. And we're using all the people in the church as actors.
0: We could do it and it could be cool. We could and, come up yeah. with
2: something for it that could serve the purpose and m- make us satisfy our desire to be faithful to scripture and also faithful to just telling an engaging and impacting story. We you
0: know, this is a genuine question, not a leading one. Have have you heard of anyone doing that? Did your um, did your place back home that you're talking about was it like that? Oh, it
2: tried. It there are all kinds of things that I didn't like about it, but it was Certainly, a far cry from a lot of the none of the stuff that we mentioned above would have ever flown in that situation in that place. Mm-hmm.
1: So they were trying to do what kind of what we were just talking about the judgment. Yeah, of the it mouse, was still moderate. they would still have
2: you know they'd have a throne room scene and take everybody into a room and give them a piece of paper and ask them to make a decision for Jesus and
1: right yeah and the thing is if we were actually trying to do the restrained version that you're talking about in our culture everyone is conditioned to expect at least something like that i don't think it would fly i think they would feel cheated
0: i think we'd have a tall order i mean i think we might actually be able to do it because we're all pretty smart and creative i i grant jake his hypothesis that you know sure we could sure there's a way it could be done hmm. would it be worthwhile to do and would it be intuitive to do and would you even want to spend your time doing it i question all of those things yeah i agree mm-hmm. but yep sure it could be done okay and maybe someone out there is doing it hey listeners if you know someone that if you think you know a good version of this i would be sincerely interested to hear about it so hit us up on twitter or whatever
2: yeah okay well
0: i guess that pretty much wraps up the episode you know it does occur to me though that there is something worse than depicting heaven and hell poorly Hmm. and cheapening the reverence that we should have for the one and the proper fear that we feel for those things there is actually something worse than that
2: yeah It's pretending like uh, they're not real and terrible and fearful at all. Mm Kind of like people that give lip service to it in their creeds and confessions and then never allow it to impact any part of their lives or their witness.
0: Huh. So you mean like reformed people like us?
2: Yep. That's what I mean. Mm -hmm. Mm Hmm.
0: Well, happy Halloween, everybody. Thanks for
2: listening. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.
4: Horrible. Is that a pumpkin on your head? Ah! A witch! No, young man. I'm Erica Rosebloom of Mortification of Pin. Yeah, a witch! <laughs> if I were a witch, would I have made my own candy corn that's 100% free of sugar, corn syrup, and artificial flavors? Um, yes? Who told you I was a witch? My grandma. She's, she says you probably write a broom and everything. Is that so? Because I've seen your grandma's apartment, and I'm surprised she even knows what a broom is. Would you like to come around back? We're bobbing for apples. My grandma says that's unsanitary. A problem that mothers everywhere can solve with the addition of a couple gallons of high-proof vodka.
5: My uh, name is Ted Matthias from the Third. Apple water uh, apple water tastes like happy fire. Ah! Trick or treat!
6: What? How did you get past my Dobermans? Ah! A huge awful ogre! How dare you talk about my wife that way, you pipsqueak! Sweetie Pie, get back into the living room. I'll handle this intruder. And for goodness sake, remember to let the Dobermans out after 5 p.m. Sockmom says you should handle me by giving me a big bag of Kit Kats. Young man, or whatever you are inside that ridiculous pumpkin head, You remind me of all of today's youth, trespassing on private property, calling people names, showing no respect to your elders and betters, demanding a handout. Why, in Thomas Jefferson's day... Kit Kats! What? Kit Kats! Kit Kats! Kit Kats! Kit Kats! Kats. Ah, Fine, if you'll promise to stop whining and leave, you'll get your Kit Kats.
4: Sure, Mr. Ogre, I promise.
6: Here you go, then. Happy Halloween! Don't get off of my property before I sue you and your family so hard that you won't know your assets from a hole in the ground! Trick or treat!
5: Greetings, friend.
4: Ah! A vampire!
5: <laughs> Why, Andy, is that you under that pumpkin? This is simply the cloak I always wear around the house. Pa- pa- pastor Stu? Is that really you? Your skin is so pale! Hmm, I'm afraid I haven't gotten out much lately, Andy. I've had lots of work to do. Indoors, but, but but why are your teeth all bloody? Oh that I was just eating some tomato soup ah! We all need our lycopene Andy
1: here. Would you like some gushers? Ah!
0: Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Sound of Sanity. The show today was engineered by Ben, produced by me, executive produced by Jake and myself. Hey, like we said at the top, support us at patreon.com forward slash soundofsanity.
2: The first 30 days that this is up, we get an extra 50% on every donation that we bring in. So you go and you donate a dollar, we get dollar fifty-five. we get $7.50 in the first 30 days. So if you're thinking about doing it, just go ahead and do it. We have a fun reward level where for twenty five dollars a month, we write you in to the Sanity Verse as a character, mm-hmm. and Sparky,
0: Sparky, Sparky is a supporter for twenty five dollars. Sparky's a twenty five dollars wow, supporter. Yeah. Congratulations, Sparky!
2: You know, you put, you you sign up, and then you get sucked in through a portal into the Sanity Verse.
0: Yep. Where, as we know, things always go well, and people are happy, and. No better place to live.
2: Yeah, which is definitely what next week's episode is going to be like. Yeah. Oh, right. Perfect
1: for
0: Halloween. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Next week's episode is, yeah, well, people can find out about that next week. Yeah. All right. Until next time, folks.
2: Stay sane. And happy Halloween.